From KBGA Radio and the Montana Kaiman, this is Missoula Community Weekly. I'm John Hooks. This spring, after a record snowfall in the winter, the Clark Fork River reached one of its highest points in the last hundred years, flooding the Missoula Valley and forcing dozens of families from their homes. But that could just be the beginning, as natural changes to the riverbed that were exacerbated by the flooding are likely to cause recurrent floods that could happen every year. Here's that story. The Missoula offices of the National Weather Service are way out by the airport, next to the Smoke Jumper Center and the Fire Sciences Lab. To get in, you have to get buzzed in through a couple security doors, and after that, you walk past the front desk and through a short hallway, but then you get into their command center. It looks like a combination of the White House Situation Room and a high school earth science class. There's all these screens up on the walls and clusters of desks that are displaying colorful maps and tablets full of meteorological data. This past winter, NWS hydrologist Ray Nicholas was looking at those screens, watching closely as the snowpack built up. Last year was a La Nina year, where cooler temperatures over the Pacific Ocean can cause above-average precipitation in the Rocky Mountains. And as a hydrologist, Ray had one thing in mind as he was watching the snow build up. Where was it all going to go once it melted? You know, when we start making predictions on, on how high the rivers are going to get here in Montana, every year we look at the snowpack, and it's, it's kind of luxury that we have in, in flood prediction because a lot of states across the country don't have that luxury of actually seeing the flood possibly developing before it happens. So, you know, whenever we get big amounts of snowpack, like we had this year in certain river basins, like the Blackfoot and, and the uh, Clark Fork River basins, we had, you know, snowpacks up in those regions that were close to records and in some locations above records uh, that we look at from, from these sites called snowtail sites. So when we looked at all that data and, and started making pro- projections on, on what the rivers were going to do, I was, I was looking right away at the, the Clark Fork River in Missoula because when you combined all the snowpack in the Blackfoot River Basin and then you, com- and you looked at the Clark Fork up in the Pintler Ranges and Anaconda Mountains and all, all that area, and when you combine that water, I was like, you know, Missoula is going to have some high water. Dozens of families are out of their homes this morning after floods devastated Missoula, Montana. Hundreds of other homes are threatened, too. The Clark Fork River is rising as the winter's record snowfall in the mountains begins to melt. Up to 1,300 homes could be threatened, with more than 800 homes now under an evacuation warning. The National Weather Service expects the river to keep rising into the weekend and remain at flood levels for a week. We didn't just have high water, we had really high water. Like, not seen since 1908, second highest level on record high water. 
And aside from all the immediate displacement and property damage that high water caused, it also exacerbated changes in the riverbed that are likely to bring some long-term consequences to the Missoula Valley. And as the Clark Fork River comes into Missoula, it's levied on, on each side of the river. So as the, as the river comes through town, there's levees built to protect the city of Missoula. And those levees continue to stretch down the river until we get into an area that's known as the Orchard Homes area. And then in, in a point in, in the Orchard Homes area, the levee ends. So what, what happened this year is, and what's happened in some of the previous years, is as a river moves and, and carries material with it, known as bed load, which is basically a combination of smaller and, and larger rocks, as well as sand and other sediment, as that moves down a river um, from upstream locations, that gets carried down and it wants, the river wants to spread out at some point and start depositing that material. Well, as the river channel comes through Missoula, it's not allowed to do that because it's all kept in a channel by the levees. And so that material at some point has got to start distributing this mass of material bed load that it's carried with it. So what's happened here in Missoula is as it goes into that area around Orchard Homes where the levees end, the river wants to braid out in there and it starts braiding out and creating numerous different channels and then some of that bed load gets deposited in that section of the river channel and then continues to de deposit that bed load as it goes into the and meets the Bitterroot River. While he's telling me all this, Ray has Google Maps up and is showing me satellite images of the Clark Fork, and they really clearly show what he's talking about. As the Clark Fork enters the Missoula Valley, it's channeled in by levees. So it kind of just winds through downtown and the west side as largely one smooth channel. But then, at a specific spot just past the Reserve Street Bridge, the levees end. And the river just kind of spreads out, or braids, as Ray calls it, going from one deep channel to a bunch of looping, shallower streams. Now, while it's levied, the river just cruises through town. The water doesn't have anywhere to spread out, so it just flows, carrying all this sediment and debris with it. But once the river can spread out, it can start to dump all that sediment. And that's where the problem starts. So we get what's called scouring and filling in rivers. So at some upstream locations, farther up the Clark Fork River and, and Blackfoot River for that matter, there's been scouring that's gone on where it's picking up all this rock and, and bed load material. And then the deposition zone, as we call it, is now that area of the Clark Fork River that is in that Orchard Homes area all mm -hmm. the way down to the confluence with the Bitter River. Mm -hmm. So in that area, the river is depositing that material and, and creating what we call a fill of the river channel. So it's actually taking what was, you know, a deeper river channel and filling it with, with oh, the sediment. Okay, I, I, see what you're, I see what you're saying. So in that location, the river was able to handle more water and now mm -hmm. the river is not able to handle that much water because that has been filled in and that water now is going to start moving over the banks and spreading out and wanting to, you know, to deposit more of its material and spread into the, basically the lowest elevation that the river can move to. Right. And that just happens to be over the banks 
in, in those areas, in that Orchard Homes area, as well as on the other side of the river in, in, in an area that uh, gets affected on the north end of the river, too. Mm-hmm. To really understand what Ray is saying here, it's best to have a visual aid. So if you can, pull up Google Earth or something and look at a satellite image of the Clark Fork at this spot. Follow the river through town, past the Reserve Street Bridge, and you'll see this deposition zone that Ray mentions. It's really hard to miss. Essentially what Ray is explaining is that a lot of the sediment and debris the river carries through town ends up getting left at this spot after the levee's end. So much, in fact, that it raises up the floor of the riverbed by almost two feet after this last flood. So the river at that point has less and less room to hold high water before it floods out over the banks. And right now, we, what we do is we establish a flood stage for that upstream river gauge location. Mm-hmm. And as we go through and analyze this, this fall and into this winter, before next spring, we'll have identified a new flood stage. And it looks at this point like it could be at least two feet lower or two and a half feet lower than, than what it was before. Wow. So in the, in, uh, in the past, we'd use 10 feet as a reference to to water making its way into that lower section of Orchard Homes. Well, by the end of this flood season, we started seeing water going in there at seven and a half to eight feet. Wow. Yeah. And, what, and what was the sort of maximum river height in this last flood? This last flood, the, I think the maximum peak river height was up around 13.8 feet. Wow. And we hadn't seen that high of a flow in the, in the Clark Fork River since 1975. Really? Yeah. Wow. We, we, that's actually the, the river flow that we saw this year is the, the second highest flow on record uh, other than the 1908 flood. Mm. 1908 flood was, I think, up around 17 feet. Wow. That was, that's that was, a big year. <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah. <laughs> now, we've seen, the, we've seen the, the Clark Fork River over years, like the 2011 flood got up 12, I don't know, 12.7-ish range, and mm-hmm. and then 12 and a half or somewhere in that same range in the 97 flood. Uh, but, yeah, 13.8. And uh, certainly we're not, unless we get into another big snowpack here, we're not seeing those type of heights sure. be reached. But, like I said, it's not going to take much now. What What is kind of... If, if, if there is an, an average sort of height of the Clark Fork, yeah. you know, it was, if it was 13 feet this year and that was extremely high, what is sort of the, the ballpark? It's sort of an average. Um, if you were to throw like all the peaks together mm-hmm. of, of all the years that we've been uh, measuring flows on the river, you know, you might be in that 9 to 10 foot Range. Yeah. And so, if the flood the flood level is seven and a half to eight feet, right. even in, in a standard year, is is nine to ten. That is a is, yeah. a, is a yeah. So if you, when you go back and look at the records, you've certainly had had years where you, the the peak height was was below seven and a half feet mm-hmm. in real dry years. Yeah. But in in most of the years, you're going to get above eight feet on the Clark Fork River. Right. For your peak height. Absolutely. It's more than likely going to be. 
on average years in that eight to ten foot range. Mm -hmm. um, and then in real tri years, you you'll get lucky and you you can be under under eight feet. Right. So yeah. it seems like there's maybe a little a catch twenty two there, where if you're hoping for a non flood year, yeah, you want a dry year, but that's gonna yeah. likely lead to a very bad fire year. Yeah. So yeah. you have to you know right tough position to be in there. it is yeah. yeah i mean it's yeah it's the situation that we're going to be dealing with here in missoula unfortunately as we go so even though it's unlikely that this winter we'll have a snowpack like last year's we could still see flooding because where it once took 10 feet of water to cause a flood you now only need about seven or eight feet which makes it likely that missoula's immediate future could see yearly floods in the valley and unfortunately for residents of that area, there's not really anything we can do about it. I wonder about um, this year and then in, in the future years, what is sort of the human cost of this flooding and, and just in terms of like if it's into a residential area and things like that, you know, to the extent of it, are we going to be seeing a lot more like property damage potentially? We'll like be that. seeing, you know, water getting into that area and flooding streets and homes um, more often now it you know it it's that's not to say that the flooding um, from an aerial standpoint would be as great as this past year but it just says that we're going to see water in there and flooding residents more frequently now okay. is, that, you know are there is there any proactive action that can be taken to anticipate or prevent this? Could we build levees further up to protect these areas or is that something that is in the works? That's not in the works that I've heard of and you know there's there could be numerous reasons for that. Um, probably the cost of building levees. Whenever you take and, and basically trap a river in its and its riverbanks, at some point, it's going to want to come out. So the people that would be in charge of building those levees mm -hmm. would then be liable for what happens downstream. So there's a bit of a liability issue too. Sure. Whenever you, whenever you put levees in, you're taking, and, and the river wants to spread out at some point. So you've got to let, you've got to let the river spread out at some point and if you were to be, say you were to extend levees in that reach of the river, then there's still other people downstream that would then maybe get affected by that flow of water, um, and that's that's the problem that you run into whenever yeah. you're dealing with with river levees. Just going forward after this year, Missoulians, especially Missoulians in the Orchard Homes area yeah. and areas that are likely going to be affected by this, what should they? know about this situation how can they prepare themselves do you think yeah it's it's tough to, to try and prepare for this because once the once the river water comes across into that uh, location it's flowing like a river so it's mm -hmm. it's even hard to sandbag because the water is coming in such a, a force through there it's basically t turning part of that area into the actual river channel um, so as we as we go into the future, you know, it's good good for folks to know that it's going to be a continual headache. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, as we go into the future here until we start to see some type of a change in that in that river channel you know uh, the only thing we can hope for is that the river will start scouring some of that deposition but from what we've seen so far um, until we see that we're, we're gonna say that we're, we're gonna be seeing flooding more frequently mm-hmm. and what's gonna be interesting is here in Missoula we're gonna have our eyes looking at the Clark Fork River and saying okay we've got possible um, flood potential here just about every year whereas in most of other West Montana we might be saying no not really any flood potential anywhere it's just unique to our unique to our happy Missoula. little valley yeah yeah If you liked this week's episode of Missoula Community Weekly, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to catch up on our old episodes and keep up to date with our future work. Thanks for listening.